All right, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where you can order your favorite drink, sit at our table, and listen to some slightly intense but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast where you can drink, listen, and converse. Today, I am joined in the cafe by Davion to my left. Say hello, Davion. Hi. And to my right, I am joined by Christian. All right, so you know here at Peeps Creek Cafe, we always have conversations that is centered around drinking some kind of um, beverage. I am currently drinking what I normally drink, which is Bullet with some splash of fresh lime juice and lemon juice. Davion, what are you drinking on at the cafe today? Uh, Shirley Temple. He is drinking a Shirley Temple that is non-alcoholic. And Christian, what are you drinking on? Tequila and ginger ale. Tequila and ginger ale. Remember, if you are over the age of 21 and you can grab your favorite adult beverage, and if you are under the age of 21, you can buy some water, some tea, some coffee, some apple juice, or maybe some lemonade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the conversation. So, what's on the menu today at Peeps Creek? All right, so on the menu today is part two of These People Crazy. And we left off on part one. We were talking, getting into starting the character of Rick. I think his name is Rick Kirkham, right? Yeah. He was like the fake reality TV star. I think it was fake. I think it was an actual I, I haven't reality. seen any kind of um, um, episodes he produced. He would try to create a... Did you look for him? I did. Oh. I couldn't find anything. But he was doing a reality show for Joe the Exotic. Okay. But before we go there, let's talk a little bit about um, what's going on. So, <clears throat> as we stated the last episode, we are still in the midst of corona. Um the person in the White House has indicated that um, the social distancing should continue until the end of April. Washington, D.C., where I work, has decided that it would close pretty much all of its businesses at least until April the 24th. Um, and more than likely, that's going to be extended. And so that is causing people to get a little um, stir crazy. Um, and that actually happened with two of the guests who are here today. We recorded our first episode and then both of them decided they just want to randomly <laughs> do things with their hair davion what did you decide to do with your hair uh get waves but now i'm bald i'm sorry what <laughs> happened <laughs> whose fault is that wait 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 my dad's him wait what happened i'm sorry wait. i wanted to get waves i told you what length to cut it and now i'm bald okay so but okay so yeah so not necessarily. I don't. I don't agree with that perspective. You asked me to cut your hair. I I said five times. Don't give me a stubble. Don't go below a stubble. And now what am I? Bald. No, you're not bald. That's I stubble. am bald. I am bald. You asked for a haircut compared I, to my beautiful hair I used to have. Compared to you, I'm bald. Okay, but here's the thing. Let me just tell tell you. Okay, <laughs> you guys are the same. No, the bottom line is exactly. My, you didn't I'm pay. Bald. I'm you, bald. You didn't. You didn't pay for the services. I gave you the free haircut. <laughs> you asked for a free haircut. 
I gave you that. It's going to grow out beautifully. And I took advantage of it, so you should have cut it at the same length. Yeah, okay. So he decided, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, he wanted to cut off all his hair, so I cut it off. I think it looks good, personally. Like, I feel like I should have that, what's that award of the year? You No. What you think, Chris? The, the hair don't look that bad. It doesn't look that bad. Exactly. You didn't even give me an edge up. Well, I'm gonna do that again tomorrow. You said that two days ago. Well, you I was said busy that last night. <laughs> I was busy. Okay, and so then Christian decided that he wanted to go and change his hair color. So, what did you do, sir? I went blonde. You went blonde. Did you do it yourself? No. You didn't, right? So you decided that you wanted to go out into Coronaville, go to uh, a hairstylist to get your hair done. It was my aunt. In her basement, she has a salon down there. Her mm-hmm. salons are closed in D.C. and Springfield, so she has like a home salon, mm-hmm. and it was just us. How many people were there? Just me, her, and Wendy, my other friend. Okay, did you, when you went in, did you get sprayed down? Did you wipe down things? Did you see her wipe down in front of you? She cleaned her blades. Mm-hmm. Um, she wore gloves the whole time, and I did use hand sanitizer. Okay. Well, my hair is still the same. I still cut my hair completely off. Why? Bald. Why? Why? <laughs> because I look good at it. All right, moving on. <laughs> so, a lot of people are also engaging in virtual happy hours. So, Davion, you can't really participate in that. Have you, Christian, engaged in a virtual happy hour? No. Are you going to do one? Probably not. Why not? It's a, it's like something new to try. It's a, it's a new venture. Like, why not? Are you not going to try to do it? It's just not my thing. Okay, so my first one is going to be on Thursday. I'm super excited. Um, so I only know one of the <laughs> one of the individuals at the happy hour, but that I'm just going to crash their happy hour. Um, but I don't know if we're using FaceTime or if we're using House Party app or if we're using Zoom. My fraternity brother, though, he... It's probably is, Zoom. No, Face. I don't... No, these people, they're not technologically in, inclined. So I think they're just going to use FaceTime because you can do multiple people on FaceTime. But my fraternity brother did Zoom, and he's going to invite me to his happy hour. But not to steal his friend's perspective, but they did this, like, bar hopping virtual happy hour, which I thought was pretty cool, where <clears throat> they would... Um, set drinks up in different parts of the house and they would say okay we're going to switch bars and then they would go and move to a different part of the house as if they're like bar hopping and they would take another drink and then they're engaging more like happy hour conversation and it would go on and on and on i thought that was pretty cool like it so gives you the perception like you are bar hopping did everyone have different stations in their house yeah everyone everyone created uh... like drinks in different rooms of their house and when they say, okay, we switch in bars, they move to that different room in their home with the house, which would be consistent with, like, That's nice. their, the, the, the bar hop. So I thought that was pretty good. Okay, so Davion, mm-hmm. you and I have engaged in um, working out together during this time, right? Yeah. Okay. And so for the first time, you and I... That was an accident. <laughs> I don't even know why you have that coming on every night at this time. It's Listen, so stupid. Actually, I accidentally set it off when I was at mom's But why house. can't you just accidentally turn because it off? Because I put it as every day and I keep on Talk on the mic because you're pissing me off. This is what Corona do. Corona make you beat your kids, people. Don't do it. 
You've been doing that before. Oh, my God. Okay, so (laughs) we started running, right? We ran the first time together the other day. We did four miles. Uh How did you think you did? Well, I didn't do four miles. I got 3.88. Do you think that you ran a good portion of the time? Yeah, maybe half. And then walked that yeah, long trail. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I know I kept saying, come on, let's go screaming down the street. And what were you doing? That that just influences me to not run. Why? Because why are you trying to talk to me while I'm running? Because you're walking and I'm running. But I'm in the zone. You're not in the zone walking. If you let me do me like I let you do you, you'll see how improvement happens. Mm-hmm. And then as your father, what if someone came out of the woods, grabbed you, and took you? And if I'm a mile ahead of you, I wouldn't know until I realize I check your iPhone. Either your iPhone signal is off, your location is off, or I don't find you. So I have to be cognizant of where you me. are. I'm sorry? They're not taking me. Yeah, exactly. So you don't understand, like, you know, me being a parent, I have to think about all those things. So that's why, you know, you need to keep Is this up. for real or just for show for the podcast? No, this is real. That's why. Or else I would have left. Why do you think I kept coming back and screaming? You did leave a, a big portion. Oh, my freaking God. That is a lie. I ran a little bit ahead of you. I ran Say back. Say wallahi. I ran. I ran, <laughs> You said what? Say wallahi right now. What's the wallahi? Arabic. Oh, boy. Get out of like, here. I'll I speak swear. that. Uh, wallahi. <laughs> I swear to God. Yes. It's actually. All right. So, and then we started doing weight training in the basement, right? Uh-huh. And how did you like that? Uh, good, but I was tired. You were tired that day. Your legs were hurting, right? You kept. You... He was going up the stairs, being like, "Oh, I'm sore." Because he got said, "Oh my god, my ankles! You got an ankle brace." I was like, "Boy, you just like." No, my ankle really hurts. Oh though. my god! I don't know why. That's because he's weak, people. Look, it's bruised. That's what happened when you don't exercise. Weak. <laughs> were you wearing shoes? Yeah. yeah, he was wearing shoes. It's bruised. He was wearing my my Adidas running shoes. Um, but anyhow, so we are going to now move to the actual menu, the topic, and that topic is discussing um, the Tiger King, right? These people are crazy. Um, and we are going to continue to talk about Kirk. Um, and so, yeah. And so we are going into part two now. <laughs> Um, all right. Wait, you didn't talk about Kirk. Who's Kirk? Kirk was the producer. So in the beginning, he gets a reality show. Who or was that? Oh, Af- Joe. No, Joe. it was Kirkland. Joe, yeah, but Joe is seeking to do a reality show. No, I got it wrong. Yeah. Kirkland wants to do a reality show. And he found out about Joe. He was like, he's the perfect guy, this and that. And yeah. then he goes, starts recording the show. Mm. And he records all the, like, crazy shit they do. Right. And in the contract, it states that, like, Kirkland basically owns every single thing they record. Right. Right. Even so, Joe has his own, like, internet show. Right. He owns everything he's recorded within the time he signed that contract. Right. Including, Including not only the things that Kirkland was doing for his own independent reality show but joe was like okay look you could do that but in the interim i want you to also run and film my web series 
but he didn't read the contract apparently, and he just signed on the dotted line. And so Kirkland basically says, not only do I own what I came in here to film, but any fucking thing that I film for you, I own, right? So um, there was a studio that they actually had on site at Joe's facility. You saw this episode, right? Which one? Where the studio blew up? Yeah. All right. So what caught on fire? Well, go ahead and tell it then. No, you tell it. You no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you got it. Oh my God, Davion, go. No, because I didn't really like understand how it caught on fire. Cause well, no one does because do. it's still it's still a mystery. Exactly. So I don't know how to explain it because it just happened out of nowhere. They just brought it into the thing out of nowhere. Which is why we say the documentary is all over the place. Yeah. All right. So at one point in the documentary, what happened was is that there's the studio with Kirkland. Kirkland was filming this reality show. First of all, I don't even know what fucking reality show he thought he was doing. <laughs> Um, and where he thought he was going to get it um, shown because I would not pay to watch that whatsoever. But putting that aside. It was probably like Animal Planet. Fuck that. That shit was, it was weird. I don't even, I mean, no, maybe. Anyhow, so the studio was on site at Joe's exotic camp or zoo. Zoo. And... Apparently, one day what happened was is that Joe went to a funeral in Chicago. Now, the documentary don't tell me who, don't tell us who died, why he was there, how long he was there. Joe went to a funeral in Chicago, and while he was away, the studio blew up on fire, right? It caught on fire, blew up. Not only did it burn all of the equipment and all of the, um, video footage that the guy Kirkland put all his time, effort, and money into recording for his reality TV show, but it also killed all of the crocodiles. I think it was like six or seven of them. Right. And um they were they were close to John Finley, which is the husband with no teeth. Um and he called them crocodilian? What did he call them? They, I forgot the what he called word them. for crocodiles. I guess we'll have deal. Really? Crocodile or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So it they burnt seven or six of them in all of the um, camera footage, camera footage for the reality TV show. And the police or the firefighters came out, fire department came out and said, this is definitely arson. Like, someone set the shit on fire. And there's video footage of someone walking towards the studio, but... Folks who work there are saying that it's the reality producer who's actually burnt it down. And then the yeah. husband was like, well, maybe it's Joe. What are you about to say? Uh, about the message. So Carol had messaged, or Joe said that Carol had messaged Kirkland. The producer. The producer being right. like, I will pay you like $20,000 if you give me the tapes. Right. This and that, or of everything he's recorded. Right, 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 right. And um, right, that's what Joe said. That right after that, that's when everything happened. But that's, I kind of believe it, honestly. That it, he I might think, have done it? I don't think Joe did it. I think the guy did it. I think he probably did because he left right after that. He did. And then he looked Without like, a fight, he left all his shit. He was like, I have $20,000 in my pocket. Well, he didn't say that, but he I left. I know that. He left it talking about he was talking about he got a he went 
went through a mental breakdown. Like, yeah. where's the documentation, bitch? I want to see the documentation. Like, and then you don't hear anything about him the whole... At all. Did you see that part, Debbie? Mm-hmm. What do you think? You believed him or you? who you think burnt down? Joe or... The producer. Why? Because I don't really think Joe would, like, come back just to do that. I think, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like he... He thought too highly of himself and his and his zoo to harm it. Like I felt like he would do that if Carol's if Carol had the studio and it burnt down, I would think, okay, Joe did. Yeah. But I don't think he would fucked up his own shit for the purpose of that. Because it, it wasn't like they got an insurance deal from it because he had to pay someone to rebuild it, even though he didn't pay them the accurate amount. I mean, the full amount, right? But they decided to give it to him at a discounted rate. So it wasn't like he was making insurance money. At least that's not the way the documentary showed it. But there's something that happened a week before, though, before it broke down. Oh, yeah. What he happened? went to... Uh, so Joe was... He got in a fight with the producer. And the producer was basically laid out saying that he owned every single footage that he's recorded Joe in his personal internet show and in the reality TV show. Basically he was like, bitch, I own you basically. Yeah. And then, so he went to his lawyer and the lawyer was like, does he have any copies of everything or the agreement and all the shows, this and that. And that's where it got sketchy. Cause a week after that, this Every, whole thing went down, thing down. And Kirkland basically said it in the TV show, he's like, I, he hadn't backed up anything. He had he had no like copies of anything. So that was pretty sketchy. It was sus. But where did, I guess, the footage for the documentary, where did that come from? Someone outside? I of- don't think that the footage that Kirkland was filming was, was the actual documentary on netflix i think that was netflix shooting their own documentary but i don't know how that would have like happened because they went all the way back from like 2013 right and they were showing footage of of kirkland filming yeah because remember the thing is that kirkland said this basically this fucker is so stupid he thinks i'm filming a reality show for him I have cameras to focus on him to keep him occupied, but then I have other cameras filming those cameras because that's what I'm going to really use for the reality show. So, like, where did they get this footage from? And if he was, if if Kirkland really spent all of his last money and invested in this project, do you think he would not back it up or not have access to this information? And would you really think if he thought that, because everyone called Joe batshit crazy, do you think honestly that he would invest and keep everything on Joe's property and not have access to it? This sounds stupid and sketchy to me. Yeah. Maybe I'm just stupid. I At mean, the same time, most of those Netflix shows, documentaries are like, most of the scenes are staged. Like when he gets arrested, that was a long time ago. They had to stage that. When who got arrested? Joe. Joe. Yeah, it was like in the middle of a parking lot. Oh, I didn't see that. I fell asleep. Oh, True. yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, was, it's yeah. like that had to have been... Um, I was knocked out. Yeah. It was like 
six officers, like SWAT teams. Six SWAT uh, officers just tackled him down to the floor and arrested him. Not Joe. Mm-hmm. Like was he? A, well, he does. He does keep arms though. He was basically just going. I don't know. He, he was, was just probably walking. going back to his car. Yeah, yeah, maybe. He was just walking and in like a road parking lot, and then six SWAT members just came and just tackled him to the floor and arrested him. But did you think it was staged? Yeah, because it didn't look like real. And why would they have the film anyway? They exactly. They had to have like staged it. He was telling them how it happened and. Okay, so. What I didn't know, and I call myself to be like informed in politics. What I didn't know is that Joe the Exotic ran as an independent in the 2016 elections, president elections. He ran in the presidential election. And he said his <laughs> one of his one of his fucking um ass was like, I'm gay, I I hold a gun. And I don't give a fuck about what no one said to me. <laughs> what was the other one? They're like, I'm not gonna wear a suit. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm just as broke suit. as fuck as I'm you. Just, look oh yeah, he said, I'm not gonna wear a suit. I'm broke as fuck because of that bitch in Florida. <laughs> the lady in Florida is Carol because she sued him and she won a million dollars. And basically, anything that he owned, she had to give to her. I don't think that's exactly how it went, but it, it was basically no. I think it was more. I don't think he mentioned Carol at all. He did not say her name. He said that I'm broke as fuck because of that bitch in Florida. No, I don't think he said that. Yes, he did. Do you remember that part? No, but I remember where he ran for uh, governor. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me see your phone. Keep going. Keep talking. No, I'm just saying like I don't think he said that. He did. I'm about to find it right now. He was like, I'm just as broke as you guys or something like that. I'm about to tell you right now. But he didn't mention Kara at all. He didn't say her name. He didn't. He men- said that bitch in Florida because a bitch in Florida. No, I don't think he said that. He couldn't have said that if he was trying to run for president. He, he said that. That's no, why, he did not. That's why people loved him. No, I don't think he said that. That was episode six, six or seven. Six. You're gonna. You're about to make me look for it. I'm. 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 I'm going to look at it because I know I'm fucking right. All right. Um. All right. So let's talk about Jeff Lowe while we look for this. Davion, do you remember who Jeff Lowe is? Mm, no. The guy who came in and was allegedly supposed to save the save the world. Who? So he basically, after the whole Carol thing mm-hmm. happened, he Joe found Jeff Lowe, and he saw that he was rich. Apparently, he had a mansion. He had all these uh, cars, this and that. He was into exotic animals, and he put his name, Jeff's name, on. Did he basically like sell him the thing, the zoo? Yeah, right. Yeah, because he he remember so um he was basically he Ben Joe was selling. Essentially, what happened is this: like every person, every since the girl Carol sued him, what he would do is he would put the zoo in someone else's name, and so he tried to put it in his first husband name, John Finley. Well, actually, I'm, it's not necessarily his first husband. He put it in John's name, um, then he put it in his mom's name, and then he put it in this guy's name. 
But what they fail to realize is like, if you have pending lawsuits and them that resolve, no matter who buys the company, that is going to transfer. So all the person has to do who's doing the suit is do an amendment and include that individual as a defendant. And so that's what they were doing. Um, so Jeff Lowe came into the picture because he was like, I guess he felt like people felt like he had money. And you know what I'm talking about, right? The guy who was driving the Ferrari and the Hummer. The guy who was basically a snitch. I fell asleep during that part. Oh, my God. He was a snitch at the end. Do you not remember? I was asleep. Oh, my God. Y'all so weak. Do you remember? What? Jeff Jeff Lowe, boy. Sir, I'm trying to look for this video. Don't look for the video. I'm looking for the video. What aperture are you on? Jesus Christ. All right, wait, what was your question? Jeff Lowe. I know. What was your question? How did he come into the to the fray? It was basically that after the whole Carol thing, he didn't have the means to pay the one million dollars, and then he met Jeff. This and that. Jeff like flew them out, and I think it was like Joe and Travis that he flew out. They saw how extravagant his life was. And all the cars, all the money that he supposedly had, he provided Travis with all the drugs he wanted. And Joe was like fascinated by it at the time. Right, because he thought he he thought he was He could like save him, basically. Right, because he thought he was gonna be deep yeah. for a lawsuit. Yeah, and then um he basically ended up putting Jeff's name in the what would you call it? Like the lease or the, they did like a quick deed. Yeah. The deed of the zoo and Mm -hmm. Jeff ended up being the owner officially of the thing, but Joe still kept it running. Right. And I don't know. I feel like Jeff was also like, he was a con artist. He, he, um, Jeff was full of shit. Yeah. He only cared about himself and all his wives. Wives. I got the video. Which episode is it? I found it on YouTube. He was like, I am... Here, wait. Let me just... Wait. I'm not getting my Are we going to get copyrighted for this? No, put it on that fact that it's on YouTube. My name's Joe Exotic, otherwise known as Joseph Maldonado, and I am running for President of the United States for 2016. First thing is, I am not cutting my hair. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. That's him singing. I'm broke as I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. See, I told you. Uh, okay. He said, he said, I'm running for president. I'm broke as shit. This bitch got me for a judgment down there in Florida. I was mostly focused on the I'm broke as shit part. I was like, wow, you do want to relate to the people. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. And then he, of course, he didn't win, right? Somebody else won. And then he ran for Oklahoma governor after that. And he didn't win that either. Okay, so let's talk about where joe is now but before we go there let's talk about jail the walmart meat program oh oh do you remember that part yeah it's in a couple episodes he basically kind of annoying i mean it wasn't annoying when it was going all to the 
animals because i mean who cares like what was it wasn't all expired so walmart the walmart meat program was this i guess walmart was having meat and and that was either expired meaning it already the expiration date has come and gone Mm -hmm. or it was in the process of expiring and i suspect that it would only be within a couple of hours or a day or two and they would donate that meat and so he would go he also mentioned though that uh if a customer were to be like if take that package to the register and they couldn't afford it or whatever the reason was and they put it back they couldn't they could put it back they couldn't like put it back on the shelf right they had to like throw it out so if a customer went and you know filled their cart up with meat or whatever or food and then they got to the restaurant and they couldn't afford it according to him he says that Walmart could not put it back into the meat. So let's just say, for instance, you and I went to the grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanted some chicken and whatever, and we go to the to the to the register, and they they be like, okay, that's seventy five dollars, but I only have fifty dollars, and I decide, well, I don't want any of the meat. So the meat that I don't want, according to the documentary, I don't know if this is true. Walmart cannot take that meat and put it back into the freezer, so someone else can get it. So they apparently have to either take it to the back or put it somewhere so they can identify it as um, meat that needs to be removed from the store. And so what they would do is they would go and get that meat and that they would donate it and get it looked like quite a bit of meat. Right. It was a lot. There was buckets of meat. Like buckets like um, salami, like hamburger steaks uh, i don't know what else and they would feed that to the animals but part of the problem was is that some of the workers there would um take what meat they want first before they give it to the animals so he would use that to feed the animals because apparently according to them and of course i don't work there they said it take it cost sixty to seventy thousand dollars to feed the tigers there because he had two hundred and seventy, and that was a a month. A month, yeah. Sixty to seventy thousand dollars a month to it feed was the like tigers. It was minimum ten thousand. Minimum was ten thousand to feed the tigers. Right. That's and a lot said, of money, though. Yeah, he said that it cost like a quarter a mil, or no, three fourths of a mil to feed them yearly. That's a lot of money. It's because he had a lot of tigers. But towards the end, he could not afford the food for the animals. Because the guy was like, we only have like four buckets of of meat to feed these fucking animals. Yeah, and then he them. was like, there's chicken coming. I don't know if... Mm, it wasn't They enough. never really like... It was not enough. The guy was so pissed. The guy who was the manager who really cared about the animals he was really pissed about that they didn't have they mentioned that like oh it was expensive but they never really like said oh we weren't able to feed these animals like these days you know they had no money but they never uh, he owed the lady according to him the bitch in florida a million dollars but they never like mentioned that true like how bad it was you know true all right now can we talk about Travis for a hot second? R.I.P. Travis. 
R.I.P. Travis. Okay, Debbie, do you know who Travis is? The one that shot him, so. All right, explain to the people who he is first, and then tell them what happened. Uh, wasn't he the ex-husband of yeah, he was, Joe? Yeah, so he, he married. Joe, remember he married. There was three people who married at the same time. Yeah, because Joe, he wanted meth and then, like, drugs. And Joe said that he would get them for him if he married him. So he married him, and then they were married. And then... I think he provided that from the beginning. Like, that's one of the only reasons why he kept him around. Well, I don't know that to be true. I wasn't there. I didn't talk to I know that. Travis, but... Thanks. And then Travis... No one can... Travis felt Travis. like he wasn't getting, like, the attention from everyone that he wanted. So then he went and talked to the dude working... At the back office. Which was the campaign manager. Yeah. The campaign then, manager for the presidential election as well as the governor election. And then he pointed like a Ruger or something at him, but he said he wasn't loaded. Mm-hmm. And then he put it to his face. I mean, his head. And apparently it was loaded and then it just went off. And sh- it, the video shows it. Well, Not you, him, you, it doesn't show the, the suicide. It shows the light of the gun being shot. And the campaign... And campaign the campaign manager is watching his him reaction. kill himself. And all the campaign manager doing is like have his hand on his face like, oh my fucking God, this didn't happen. But then he says, I thought it was a he was playing games because he always plays games. And he said it wasn't loaded. I think that was just like something. He was just describing how Travis was though. Because he, he said to himself he would go up to people and like point the gun, this and that. To like, wake them up. That's kind of like he was, you know, but but no. Yeah. At the same, I feel like Travis had like mental health issues. I think he had attention issues. Mm, no, all those drugs had to have messed with his head, because from the beginning, I strongly believe that um, Travis was only there f- because Joe provided all the drugs and stuff that he liked. So, I on in the long run that like did mess with his head and everything. Um, I don't know what you think, Davion. Mm, mm. I'm still saying he was only in it because he was getting the drugs he wanted. Exactly, and he felt like he needed them. So you don't think he, he really liked Joe? It. No. Okay, can we? Can I just say this? All those people look kind of dirty and nasty. They do. Like they don't clean and wash. On a no, for basis. sure. And it okay. all they do is play with animals. I'm not trying to be rude, but no, it's look a, nasty. I don't think it. I just think that the whole zoo itself. They said it at one point. They didn't have running water in the trailers. They didn't have AC. Like it's just dirty. All right. So how did Joe the the exotic in? In prison? Yeah, <laughs> just ended off. In Why prison. is he in prison? 22 years for hiring a hitman to uh, kill... Um, Carol. Carol, yeah. Okay, do you think he actually did that, though? Yeah. I think he... Mm, you I, think he did it? Yeah. Why? Tell me why. Because he wanted her dead. He even said he would do it himself. Okay. I think he talked about it. He was, like, big game. Like... Oh, I want her dead. Even with the whole Jeff thing, like, if anything, Jeff was more invested in figuring out, like, the small details about it. And 
I don't know if it was true or not, where Joe was in just in his office minding his own business while Jeff was investigating all this, like finding the trail where she rode her bike on by herself every morning, this and that. And um, I don't know. I just feel like Jeff had a lot to do with everything, but it doesn't get like portrayed as that just because Joe did so much fucked up, so much fucked up shit. I think I kind of agree with the people in the documentary who knew Joe. I just don't think Joe was smart enough to pull off like this whole hire for hire murder bullshit. I felt like he talked about it a lot and he talked about it for the point of publicity to try to pull away spotlight from her to put on his whatever he was doing. And I felt like Jeff came into the mix and created a situation and actually tried to implicate him for the purpose of taking over the zoo. I felt like Jeff Lowe is a low-down motherfucker. I feel like he cannot trust a person like that. I feel like he had no intentions of coming in and trying to help Joe savage the lawsuit or at least get a leg up in the lawsuit. He saw him as someone weak and needing some help. He saw someone as... Um, who didn't have the financial means to withstand the lawsuit because Carol had already sunk in a million dollars in her attorney fees alone. Like, that's just paying the lawyers to litigate the case. She already paid a million dollars. Well, she had the money because she killed her husband. Well, I, I, do um, think, I think she killed her husband, but <laughs> putting that aside, she got the money to do that. And he saw him as weak, and so he, he leapt in, he came up with the scheme with the whole purpose of taking over the zoo. That's what I think, personally. For sure. Like Jeff is uh, again a con artist. They said it in the show. He was like a multiple uh, times. Even the reporter was yeah. like, "We don't know why Jeff wasn't like arraigned or charged with something." Do you remember that part at least, Debian? Mm-hmm. It was. I think it was like towards the end, but. Jeff is just a sketchy motherfucker. Like, hmm, he's yeah, just. It was a lot. Okay, so this was a lot of information. I know we sound like we were all over the place, but that's because the documentary really was what, Davion? Good. It was good, but all. Over the place. All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and so, us trying to talk about it and this dynamic. Um, made it seem like we're all over the place, but you should watch it. It is called Tiger King Murder Mayhem and Madness. <laughs> all right, people, that is a wrap. That is the episode for These People Crazy Part Two. Um, I want to thank Davion for participating once again in episode two of These People Crazy. Goodbye, Goodbye to the and good riddance. Goodbye. <laughs> it was so annoying. And I want to thank Christian for participating in episode two. Say goodbye, Christian. Bye. All right. And like always, the theme music for the podcast, the Peep Creek, the cafe, was created by my brother, Crazy Drake, for placing music out of Detroit, Michigan, 313. So please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend and be sure to come back to the cafe. Until next time, remember to continue to drink, listen, and converse. Peace and love. <laughs>